Hello, my friends. My name is Madge. This is the MadgeCast, and this is the podcast where we talk about how we're going to navigate all the what the fuckery that is America right now. So it's the first week of the new year. Normally, I like the reset of the new year. I'm not super big into New Year's resolutions, but there's things I'm always trying to improve. Like I'm always trying to develop better habits of exercise and better routines for my day-to-day life. And I'm not generally that good with routines, but um, the new year is a nice time for me to focus on all of that again. This year, though, is a little bit different. Um, I have established one real resolution for myself that you can feel free to adopt if you think it would be helpful for you, which is that I am not allowed to argue about politics with people I don't know over the internet. It just never, ever does anything good. Um, Even though it's pretty hard to resist, it's always useless. And I don't really have time for it or emotional energy for it. So that's my New Year's resolution. No more political argument with dudes I don't know online. Um, I'm also... This year is different also because I'm feeling a little bit of a different context for the goals that I do have. Like uh, right now, um, you know, up until right now, I've lived my life with the approach that, yes, I'm part of this world and I influence it in a small way, but the world is out there, right? And basically it's fine. It's stable and I can count on it to stay the way it is and focus on me. Um, it's like, uh, we're in a board game and the world is the board and I'm a little red piece making moves and rolling dice to move around it. And I think that's a pretty common way to see the world. It's not even something we explicitly think about for the most part. Generally, we just take our turn and make our moves and decide what we want to do based on the rules that we were taught to play by. But, um, The world isn't uh, an unchangeable board game. The reliability of the world to stay the way I expect it to is an illusion. And um, I know that on some level. Uh, I think we all know that on some level because into every life, some really crazy shit always comes. But day to day, we can't live with infinite variability, right? Our little brains can't handle the fact that anything could happen at any time. So we build patterns and we decide to operate under the assumption that tomorrow will generally look like today. And generally it does, but it's not a guarantee. The world is malleable the rules and the board can change at any time. They can be changed at any time. And that's what we're seeing now. Um, Our soon-to-be president and the Republican Party that he leads are actively changing the rules of the game in a really ugly way. So um, it's really just underscoring to me that the way that we show up to the game shapes the game. So when I think now about re-upping my general goals for the new year, that's what it's about. Um, It's not so much about, oh, I'm going to exercise because it's good for me. I'm going to save money so I can go on more fabulous trips. Um, I'm going to be focused so that I can do more stuff that seems interesting to me. That's not really the context I'm operating in right now. 
I feel more like I need to exercise so that I can work harder with more strength and with more stamina. I need to save money so that I can donate more money. Um, I need to be focused so that I can learn and do more stuff that's going to contribute to creating the world that I want to live in. So I'm sort of undoing, I'm trying to undo some mental patterns. And I see it as analogous in a lot of ways to what I talked about in my book, Be Less Crazy About Your Body. That book is all about the way that mental patterns are installed in women from a very young age, about finding our worth in our physical bodies and seeing ourselves as some kind of aggregation of what everyone else thinks about us and being so focused on the way our bodies look that we don't appreciate what our bodies do. And I wrote a lot about how these patterns harm us and um, also shared some strategies for moving beyond those patterns toward a more helpful and fun and liberating way to see our beautiful and precious bodies. Um, And most of that just comes down to noticing the harmful thought pattern and doing something to shift it. So um, I'm thinking that just as we were taught to sort of over-focus on how our bodies look, we're also taught um, about the way the world works and how to see our place in it. These ideas are installed in us from a very young age, right? That the world is for us and it's out there and we're a little piece moving around it like in a board game. But um, that's not accurate. It's And that idea doesn't serve us. So I'm trying to use the same skills that I use to uh, sort of update the way that I think about my body. I'm trying to use those same skills to shift the way I see myself in the world. Because the board is not fixed. Um, in fact, it changes all the time based on actions that we do and don't take. And the moves I'm making don't just impact me. Um, our culture, it installs such a deep sense of individualism in us, in America especially, that it goes all the way up to the point of selfishness. And um, I'm trying to notice that operating in me, and I'm trying to shift that to, um, to not just think about how my piece is moving around the board, but to think about how moves that I make can shape the board help shape the board for everyone. So um, the reason I'm doing this is clearly because the events of our times are calling for me to become an activist, to become more and more connected and effective and badass. And I think these times are calling for as many of us to do this as possible. Um, And a lot of people are already doing it. A lot of people have been activists for a long time and are like, Hey guys, really, you're, you're just now concerned about this, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we, the events that have happened in the last few months, I think have brought a lot more people to this awareness that I'm coming to that we need to be involved with our communities. We need to be involved with our democracy so that we don't leave the shaping to, um, the other side. So, um, the tricky part for me, and I think for a lot of my other friends is getting started, Uh, So that's what I want to talk about next is how to get started as an activist. If it's not something that you've done before, or if you've gone to a new community um, or how to get restarted 
as an activist, if you paid attention and, and, um, you know, participated when you were younger, but haven't recently, this is the boat that I'm in. When I was younger, I was pretty politically active. I remember, um, going to a lot of protests for the first Iraq war and, um, also organizing to, um, resist the changes that Bill Clinton made to welfare um, and the whole Newt, G- Newt Gingrich contract on America thing that happened in the 90s. I was pretty active around that. Um, and then in 2000, I took a leave from my job to go work for Ralph Nader in Florida. I went to see him speak and um, I decided that I need to go work for him because I believed deeply in what he was saying. So um, I joined up with this other woman and she and I went to Florida and Mississippi for like five weeks or so. And we drove this big Econoline van around. um, And there was a big sign on the side that said Ralph Nader's corporate influence cleanup crew. And um, our job was to work at rallies and also to perform political stunts. Like we would call the local press in Mississippi and say, hey, show up at Trent Lott's office at 3 p.m. Then would then we would go there and we wore these big blue jumpsuits and we'd start mopping the floor and talking about all the dirty money that Trent Lott had taken from whom and what he'd given in return. And then we'd hand out little bars of soap and tell people that Ralph Nader was going to get the dirty money out of politics. And um, that was a, a, a really great and interesting experience for me. And I felt very engaged and very motivated, but I was pretty devastated by the results uh, of the 2000 election, as I think a lot of people were. Um, Ralph didn't get his 5% of the vote, and also Bush stole the election. And then 9-11 happened, and I just sort of um, hunkered down and withdrew from politics entirely. I didn't have the stamina to stay with the news to keep taking it in and thinking about it and forming intelligent responses. So I basically gave up. I mean, I voted and I think I donated a little money to Obama. um, And I continued to educate myself, uh, especially on matters of gender and race. But that was about it. And then other than fighting about politics with people on the internet, I didn't really get back into anything political until Hillary's campaign, um, you know, last year, because again, the stakes seemed really high to me and I wanted my goddamn lady president already. And I really wanted it to be her. She is a woman that, um, I admire and especially hearing all the stories about, you know, the people that she had adopted over the years and then would just show up at their high school graduation 10 years after she last saw them. I mean, I was very inspired by her candidacy and I got involved. But when we lost, um, after the weeping, of course, you know, I decided I needed to take action like, you know, millions of other people in America. That was the precipitating event to get us back into politics. So um, I Googled and I Facebook searched and I looked around until I found a meeting that was happening in my area. And then I went to the meeting and then I went to the breakout group meeting a week later and a training the week after that, and I hosted a meeting the week after that. Um, And I just kept going. And um, that was it. It's a pretty simple process. Um, It boils down to three basic steps. 
to get involved, right? The first step is find a way in. The second step is show up. And the third step is keep showing up. Now, of course, it's more complicated than it sounds. Um, Just thinking about the first step, find a way in. There are a lot of ways in. I was lucky to find a group that I could vibe with pretty quickly. Uh, For me, it was the Boulder chapter of Surge, Standing Up for Racial Justice. But there are a lot of kinds of groups, and and they all have a different flavor. Some of them are full of old hippies. (laughs) Some of them are more full of college kids. Some groups are uh, more diverse. Some are less diverse. Some are focused on social justice, others on climate change, others on education. And all of the groups have different approaches. So it makes sense to spend a little bit of time thinking about the kind of stuff you're interested in doing. Like for me, I don't really work very well with kind of old hippie approaches. Um, Of course, I have a lot of respect for old hippies themselves, (laughs) but um, I was drawn toward a younger group, uh, which Surge definitely, definitely is. But Um, I think it's easy to get stuck in, you know, analysis paralysis here and sort of, um, you know, try to find the perfect group. And I think that it's more important to find just a group that you can deal with than it is to find the perfect group. And there may be some resources going on in your town to help you do this. Like uh, my friend in Pittsburgh told me that they're having an activist fair, sort of like a job fair. Um, like a bunch of different activist groups will set up shop and then people can go talk with them and get a sense for who they are and what they're up to. But like I said, you know, it's, it's, um, if you're familiar with the concept of satisficer versus optimizer, it's good to be a satisficer here, right? A satisficer looks for, um, the first option that's good enough instead of, Um, combing through all of the options and to find the perfect one, like an optimizer. Um, It's going to, it's better just to go and get involved and um, just find your way in because any way in is better than no way in. And time is of the essence, you know, it's better to get started sooner rather than later. So that's step one, find a way in. Um, Step two is show up. Which again, sounds very simple, but there are complications to it because um, maybe it's cold outside and maybe you're an introvert and the thought of walking into a meeting where you don't know anyone freaks you out. I do have a couple of bits of advice about that, which I also offer to myself so that I can remember them on cold, introverted, um, sort of freaked out days. One suggestion is to find a friend to bring them to the meeting with you. Get some hot chocolate first, you know, make it a thing that you do with people that you know already who are also concerned about the stuff you're concerned with. And also remember that um, on the scales of what's important and what's not, um, an uncomfortable feeling is probably less important than finding a way to get involved. And that's not meant in any way to sound harsh or dismissive of how folks might feel. Of course, we need to honor our feelings, but at the same time, we can't let uh, feelings of discomfort keep us from doing our share of the work that needs to be done to shape this world. Um, As an extroverted introvert myself, I'm glad (laughs) that introverted 
characteristics are finally being talked about and honored in our culture. But um, many studies show that even even introverts feel better when they connect with other people. And I find that to be especially true around this whole political situation because it's kicked up so much fear and anxiety and despair. And honestly, the only thing that makes it better is to connect with other people and do something. It is the only um, antidote for those gross feelings um, kicked up by the news. So um, my suggestion would be try to breathe through the discomfort and also set the bar low. You know, you don't have to be Joan of Arc the very first time you show up to a meeting. All you have to do is show up and give a shit. That's it. So uh, step two, show up. That's it. Get yourself out of the house. Get over the activation energy. Get over the hump of resistance and get to a meeting. And then the third step, keep showing up. Um, This can also be a little harder than it sounds because activist work is not always well-defined. It's not like there's a checklist we can follow and then, you know, abracadabra, we have the world we want. The work that we have to do is exploratory and it can be frustrating and overwhelming and sad and scary and um, we need to make sure that we take good care of ourselves so that we can process all that and still stay with the work the danger is what happened to me in 2000 and 2001 which is that I was so overwhelmed by my sad emotions about how the election came out that I just fell out of political activity entirely And we can't really afford that right now. So, um, you know, self-care wasn't really something that folks talked about in 2000, especially as part of political movements. But it's a super important thing for us to remember, um, to listen to how we're doing, to take good care of ourselves, to take good care of our physical bodies, to do things that enrich our spirit um, so that we have a well to draw from to do this work that can be very difficult. And um, at the same time, we also need to make sure that we're fully appreciating all the benefits of being an activist because there are a lot of good things that come along with it. For me, first and foremost, it's just the ability to be able to look myself in the mirror and feel like I'm making a positive contribution. That in and of itself is huge. Another benefit is to be able to forge friendships and work alongside folks who care about the same things that I care about. And uh, finally, it's just enjoying and uh, celebrating whatever victories are won along the way. And that can be whether it's an actual legislative victory, like the wave of phone calls that stopped the Republicans from throwing out the ethics committee last week. Or it might just be a personal victory, like getting your ass to a meeting when you really didn't feel like going. (laughs) So, um, you know, that the keep showing up thing is largely about taking care of ourselves and also um, largely about just extending some compassion um, to the folks that we're in activism with because it's not easy for any of us. And um, it's a practice, right? Like yoga or meditation. If you keep showing up, something happens. That's just the way it works. So that's my super super simple three-step plan for becoming an activist. Number one, find a way in. And remember not to get stuck on perfection. Um, Any way in is better than no way in. 
Number two is show up. And number three is keep showing up. And you know what? Even if you go to a meeting and it doesn't appeal to you, it's not a big deal. You can go to another one, right? It's a developmental process. We take a step, we learn, and then we take another step. The important thing is to get hooked in to the activist network in your town and to contribute to it. And um, I'm definitely trying to practice what I preach here. I actually went to a fantastic meeting here in Boulder yesterday. Um, There were probably a couple hundred people there. And um, that was, um, it was really great to connect with everybody. And um, my goal is going to be to try to gather a team of folks or join a team that might already exist who want to follow the indivisible playbook, which I've talked about before. It's basically just a, um, the folks who saw the Tea Party take over the Republican Party in the, you know, earlier in this decade documented how they did that. And, um, you know, they can show us how to do the same thing. So um, it's basically, you know, just about how to influence your member of Congress. So anyway, I'm excited about getting that um, going here in Boulder. And um, I'll report back uh, next week on some other activities that I'm doing. But in the meantime, I would love to know what your activism practice is looking like. Um, where are you showing up? What are you finding out? Uh, drop me a line. Let me know. You can email me at belesscrazy at gmail.com or uh, you can comment on my blog at belesscrazy.com. And um, if you are liking my podcast, maybe you could consider sharing it with your friends um, and or leaving a, return, leaving a review on iTunes. That would be super helpful to me. Um, so anyhow, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you find a good way in to an activism practice. Remember not to fight with people you don't know on the internet and stay strong, my loves.